Hello, got a quote for you. It says, the most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. This is by American novelist Alice Walker. You see, we're going to talk today about the idea that people that have a high emotional quotient don't give up their power. They keep it. Here's a good story. There was this woman that was standing at the sink washing her dishes and all of a sudden the, she hears the garbage truck and she goes outside. No, no, the garbage truck. I got to get the garbage. So she runs outside and takes the garbage down and she's like, made it. And she's coming back up and she grabs hold of the doorknob and goes, uh, 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 oh my gosh, my four-year-old has locked me out of the house. So she's thinking, oh my gosh, how do I appeal to this four-year-old to open the door? Because the four-year-old said, mm, I got power over mommy. Yes, I do. You know. And she says, oh my goodness, this is such a beautiful day. Oh, listen, the birds are singing. Oh, this, it smells so good out here. She says, you know what? I would love to play a game of hide and seek, but I have nobody to play with. I wonder who I, maybe there's some kids in the neighborhood would love to play. And all of a sudden she hears, click. So ain't nobody playing with my mama. <laughs> and so... He comes outside, and they play a game or two of hide-and-go-seek, and they go in. But I mean, this is a true story. But the thing about it is, she realized that she still had power there. But she had to slow down. She had to stop and think. And so many times, whenever something happens, we don't always do that. We get caught up in the excitement, and we allow other people to take our power away from us. And so you got to understand that, that you are in control of your actions and your emotions. Remember we talked about emotions yesterday? And so basically our emotions a lot of times are created whenever we move towards something, whenever we create motions. So create motions that's going to produce the emotion of you maintaining your power. And so as, as I think about this, so many times I, I remember that I came up with this little quote of my own whenever people would get upset or they would be concerned about this or that and I tell them you know what it's gonna be okay because I'm gonna get over this and even if you don't I will because I'm in control of my attitude I'm not gonna let you determine how I'm going to do this and so number one is actually is attitude because I can choose, just like the mother chose what she was going to do, just like I chose how I was going to be affected by other people's attitude. I mean, I've worked a lot of places. It's like, oh, you know, the boss is upset. It's like, okay, why are they upset? Is it really that big a deal? And most times it wasn't. But you choose what your attitude will be. And so as you're thinking about that, as things happen, make the right choices. Number two is time. So many times... We allow other people to take our time away from us. And a lot of times, I I am a person, I'm a giver, I like to help people. A lot of times, I I allow them to take my time because they'll say, do this. And a lot of times, I'll stop what I'm doing right then and go and do that. And that doesn't work out well for both of us because now I've got to go back and figure out where I was. And I'm kind of frustrated with what I've done because, you know, I'm helping this person, which I like to help. But... I didn't do it at a time that was very effective. And so, you know, it doesn't hurt to say, can't do it right now. Let me catch up with you later and we'll take care of that. And so make sure that you don't allow others to steal your time away from them. And one of the things when I'm working in businesses, a lot of times people that have a cautious, calculating, very careful behavior style, they will allow what they're doing 
to take their time. They'll do something three, four, five times because they're trying to get it perfect. And, and it's just because of their behavior. And it's like I ask them, you know, when did you have it perfect? Or when was it good enough? And so, well, usually after the second or third time. But yet they did it two or three more. And so basically they were allowing their own behavior to take and steal their time away from them. And sometimes it's just something we do internally. And so we learn, right? We take back the power by being more effective with our time, even if it's something that is a problem for within us. All right, number three is priorities. I love talking about priorities. This is, this is a training that I do from time to time. Now I'm going to give you the short version of the three R's because this is so important because whenever we do the things, number one in the three R's of what's required of us, what is it that only I can do? What is it that, that nobody else can do? Because so many times there's, there's things like that. And if you're starting a business, you're having to do a whole lot more. So what is it that absolutely no one else can do that you have to do? And then as you're thinking about what's required, what are you doing that you believe is required but somebody else could do? And so there's another area because it's like, well, they can't do it to my uh, <clears throat> the ability that I can. And, and they never will if you never give it to them. And I've worked with people like that. Well, you know, it would take me so long to, to teach them how to do it as well as I do. And they're never going to get there. So you got to let go of it. you got to let those things that, uh, that you can give to others and quit doing them just because you think you're required. The next one is what gives you the greatest return. And so, you know, we got to realize, you know, activity is not accomplishment. Productivity is. And a lot of times we do things that, that give us a great return. They get to produce a great investment on what we're doing. They give, give out great, great revenue. And so it gives you a great return because we like that. I mean, it gives us a happy feeling. Ooh, I like doing things that give me a great return. We don't always like doing the things we're required to do. And then last of all is what is rewarding? What is that really gives us that yee-haw feeling, right? I mean, we want that yee-haw feeling, right? Because it's good for us. Whenever we get that, it helps us emotionally and mentally and spiritually whenever we get those internal rewards. And so are you doing things that are very rewarding to you? And so basically, as, as you're moving up in your business, what you want to do is you want to try to move into those areas that produce returns and rewards more so that you enjoy your day better. If you're always doing things that's required from you, you have a tendency to get kind of stuck, and nobody likes being stuck. So those are the three areas. Again, what's required of you, what gives you the greatest return, and what is the most rewarding. And so next we get into potential. And whenever we think about potential, you know, what is it that you have the greatest ability to do? So many times we don't, we don't look at our potential and, and, and say, well, I have potential to do this. And what's really neat about that is you have so much more potential than we, a lot of times we believe of ourselves. This is where it's nice to have somebody that, that, that kind of mentors you and can see your potential. We don't always see our potential. We don't always see the great value that we have, but others can see it. And that's one of the things whenever I do the behavior studies I love doing because all of a sudden people are finding, oh, I have greater potential than I realize. And so they begin to work better. They begin to be more effective. And so what is your greatest potential and where is it at and what can you do to develop it? The next is our passion. Oh my gosh, you know, what is it that you just love to do? What is it that just gets you really fired up? You know, and that, that goes back to your rewards. I mean, we love doing those things that really fire us up. So where is your passion? What is it that you love to do the most? And so as you're thinking about your passion and what's going on there, a lot of times, you know, 
will hear this in a while, you know, you may really love doing that. You may have a passion for that, but but that doesn't make a lot of money. And so you look it up on the internet, click, 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 and it's like, look it up and say, oh my gosh, it doesn't make a lot of money. But what if you took and looked that up for people that were actually passionate about it? You're going to find out the people that are passionate about that job do well. Now, the ones that are just doing it as a job, you know, because that's where they get their data from. You know, they're going over all this entire big scope of people. But what if you narrowed it down to people that it was their passion? You'll find out that they make a lot of money at it. It's like cooking, you know. If you enjoy cooking, make it a passion. And the next thing you know, you're one of the highest paid chefs in the country. So look at your passion and work into it and figure out what it is you're really passionate about. Don't let anybody steal your passion. Don't let anybody tell you something without doing some research, without taking some time to look into it. Yes, there's some jobs out there that that don't pay well. But if it's your passion, I tell you what, you may be so effective at that that they will pay you a lot of money to do it. How about your calling? Oh my gosh, calling. Whenever we hear the word calling, you know, this is the inner impulse within us and we always think about being a pastor or some of those other areas. But you know what? We all have a calling. We have all been called to do something very special. And I can't tell you what that is. That is, like it, like I said, it's an inner impulse within you. What is that inner impulse? What is it you believe you just have to absolutely do? And if you need to take some time and slow down and figure out what that inner impulse is, what is it that, that you would do? As, as somebody says, what would you do without being paid? That is where you find your calling. And then last of all is your faith. What is your faith like? I love, I love what uh, Napoleon Hill says about faith. He says, faith, sorry, faith is the head chemist of the mind. When faith is blended with a vibration of thought, whenever you really think into it, the subconscious mind instantly picks up the vibration, translates it into its spiritual equivalent, and transmits it to the infinite intelligence, which is in the case of prayer. So here it is, whenever we have faith and we, we take and we really spend time putting the thoughts into it, it goes to our infinite intelligence. Now I'm a person of faith and I can just I can see how God is working in my life. And I'm not trying to get you to, to to become a person of, of faith and believe in God, but I'm just telling you, for me, this is really important. And so as I, as I consider my faith and what's going on, I think about you know all the things that I have learned by getting into this vibration, by realizing that the head chemist of my mind is my faith and that it's so important where I'm going. So these are the seven things. <clears throat> Go through them real quick. One was attitude. Number two was time. Three, your priorities. Number four, your potential. Number five, your passion. Six, your calling. And number seven, if, if it's one that you want to explore, is your faith. Like Bobby Hull says, always keep your composure, right? That's why where you have your power, by keeping your composure. He goes on, goes on to say, you can't score from the penalty box, and to win, you have to score. So if you want to score in life, if you want to be able to move forward, then you have to figure out where you're getting get the scoring from. I am so excited about this lesson and tomorrow we're going to talk about mentally mentally strong people. They shy away from change. They do not allow change to become something that they don't do. They're excited about it. We're going to talk about that tomorrow. So anyway, 
as you finish today, my name is Russell Shaw with John Maxwell Team and Live Transform. And I hope that this emotional quotient number two helps you in your movement forward in your life. So have a great day. I will talk to you later. Goodbye.